0: Welcome to You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things scream free. My name is John Allen Turner, and he is Hal Edward Runkle. Hal, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well. I just noticed my chair is really creaking a lot. Yeah, you have, it, or that's me.
0: I, <laughs> is that? How do you know if it's you exactly. or if it's your back? Exactly. Or you, you've got all those? Uh, yeah, I got, metal pieces in I there, do and have you've got tons so of titanium. Maybe it's rusting in there. Upright. You're like the Tin Woodsman in uh, you know who rusted out.
1: Tin Woodsman, who rusted out,
0: right in the in the, uh, the the Wizard of Oz. He's called a Woodsman. Yes, I thought it
1: was just the Tin Man. Tin
0: Woodsman, really? Yes, that's what. Yeah, are that's you talking what of he like is. the book version or the yes. movie? Yeah, 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 that was the the
1: book version. What, what a nerd.
0: Uh, you, you didn't read any no. of those books with your kids? Never
1: read the Wizard of Oz.
0: All books. of my kids, all three of my kids, mm-hmm. those were they each went through a phase where those were their favorite books. The really? original Frank Baum, yeah. Oz. Books. Wow, we loved them. Wow, you know, yeah. I would read them and I'd do all the different voices and stuff
1: like that. Really? Yep, oh, that's fantastic. Good. Dad, yeah. of, dad of the year. Look Yay. at you. Look at you. No, I just uh, your chair squeaking. Yeah, it is squeaking. I, you I, threw what? I threw a Harry Potter book at him and said, <laughs> you "Read this. It. Go away." Boom. Yeah, and my daughter has read all seven books. I think five times each. Wow, in her lifetime. That's
0: and those are those, those are, are like big boat anchors. Mother, I mean, big
1: books. <laughs> well, and that's that's why. JK Rowling Rowling however, you Yeah, saying? whatever your yeah, name Rowling. is. Yeah. She deserves every single dime for for getting kids an entire reading 500-page books. An entire generation yeah. of readers yep. she helped do. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's true. Yeah, it's remarkable. Well, so other than the fact that your chair is squeaky, I I I feel I feel good. Yeah, ish. Ish, good ish. Yeah. All right. There's some some good things happening which are really really cool. We found out um We're going to be working with the military for a little while longer, which is very exciting. Yeah,
0: yeah, we finalized a a big deal with the uh, Army. Which is thrilling. Yeah.
1: And it's a testimony to the work we've been doing so far. And that, uh, well, uh, it's it's very humbling as well.
0: But now this gets to one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, because Mm -hmm. it is one of the things that everybody in the world is talking about. The, as of uh, last night, shut down. Yeah, as of yes. last night at midnight, yes,
1: the U.S. government has shut down. It's the end of the world as we know it. How uh, it is? You know, it is the since 1977. It is the 14th <laughs> shutdown of the <laughs> they, U.S. government. They don't lead
0: with that information no,
1: when no. they tell you the news. No, the the one. Yeah, I was reading an article that said, yeah, four, since 1977. There's been 14, 14 them, shutdowns, yeah. but. Uh, the shutdown is not the really serious thing. The one thing the U.S. has never done in its entire history is default on its payments, and that's coming up here soon. Boom. And that's really what's behind the shutdown,
0: right? Is the, the are we going to increase the debt ceiling yes, and, and in all order of that to keep kind funding, of stuff? You know, and one of the other things that I found interesting, I was watching CNN last night right after the shutdown, and they, mm-hmm. they were they were talking about how the last time this happened was 1994.
1: Five, four, 94. That. It was really.
0: just before uh, it was like right around midterm election time. And uh, right. it's what kind of propelled uh, President Clinton to his second term because his approval rating was sinking very rapidly. But the way he handled the politics of the shutdown, he handled it so deftly that that's what propelled him to uh, a big victory in the, the second term.
1: But yes, yes. I, I, I'm now you're retracing now? my history. Well, I mean, he he was obviously preoccupied with some other things during well, that time as well. yeah, it?
0: but this is one of the things they, they pointed out last night was mm-hmm. during that, like leading up to that shutdown, and even during the shutdown, President Clinton and then Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich met, met. together every single day right. to try to figure it out, to try to figure out a solution, a compromise, right. or whatever. In the last week, current President Obama and current Speaker of the House Boehner have met twice. Yeah. Have we lost the ability to have those kinds of conversations? You know, you hear these stories of uh, how Tip O'Neill, when he was Speaker of the House, and Ronald Reagan, when he was the president, they would just go at each other tooth and nail. But every afternoon about 5 o'clock, you'd find those two Irish guys sitting in one of their offices drinking Uh, about two fingers of brown water. Absolutely. So have we lost the ability to have these conversations
1: across the aisle? Well, one of the things uh, I believe contributes to the inability, or, or at least the, the lack of occurrence of those things, is because, for a lot of reasons, good, we have urged more and more transparency. Right? Okay. So... So we don't want... So here's the deal. We've urged transparency and transparency. And so, and because of the media rich world that we live in now, where everyone has a camera in their pocket, right? Everything is recorded, recorded. documented, and released. And a 24 hour news cycle. They didn't have that when Reagan was in office. They didn't. And so it was easier to have backroom meetings. It was easier in 1994 to have backroom meetings. Yeah. It is much more difficult to have that. That gets back to that preoccupying. (laughs) You know. <laughs> factor
0: that you were mentioning earlier. Yeah, it's,
1: it's very difficult now to have back room backroom uh you know closed smoky door. room yeah, 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 yeah. meetings where,
0: where we we hash this out and we get some deals done.
1: Because everybody is demanding absolute transparency with everything that you do. So you can't go ahead and do, because I'm afraid if Boehner, you know, you're my, you're my representative or Obama, you're my side representative. And so I'm afraid what you're going to do behind closed doors, because then I don't have a vision into that.
0: So the transparency that we wanted is actually hindering the progress that we also want. I totally, I, I think that's a valid theory. We have seen the way the sausage gets made and we have decided we still want sausage, but we don't want them to make it that way. Yeah.
1: I think Which that's, you can't, but now now you can't have, can't have without, sausage. You can't have one without the other. And okay. I, I think that's a, I think it's a valid theory. Let's let's apply it to parenting, right? Yeah. One of the things we have urged at Scream Free is that don't be afraid to argue in front of your kids.
0: Yeah. Now really? this freaks people. Oh out. my gosh! I know. I can't argue in front of my kids. You know, and we
1: have to be the united front yeah, exactly. at all times. Don't get
0: mad at me in front of them. Don't say those kinds of things in front of them. It undermines my authority or somehow or other right. that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like it's sacrosanct. You yeah. don't, don't argue. argue in front of the kids. And yet, we, uh, how are we ever going to show them how adults handle conflict? Well, you know, when this is one of the stories that I tell everywhere I go,
0: mm-hmm. you know, every time I get the opportunity to stand in front of a group of parents, I tell them the most powerful thing you're doing is defining normal for your kids. Right. And here's how that plays out I tell them this story in my family. Uh, my parents fought. My mother is first generation Mexican
1: American. Oh, I think you told the right? story one time before about uh, how between you and Jill and yeah, how yeah, your yeah, father yeah. reacted I, one way, and then yeah, yeah so yeah. so that was yes. the
0: the pattern yeah. in in our house was mom would blow up, and Dad, Dad would, would run away, yeah. he would cool down, he would come back, right. and they would work it out, and for fifty four years, that's been the pattern. And so they fought in front of us all the time. yeah and it was difficult at times, but we did see that it is possible to fight. And resolve
1: exactly, and right? that's what I want to show my kids, but back to this, there is such a thing as showing them too much yes i it, there are absolute times <laughs> to go behind closed doors, yes, and not have those conversations
0: and there are certain things you don't bring up in front of them
1: there are certain things, yes, yes. and i it's like i uh i'm not I, I made a mistake once recently saying something bad about one of the one of their eight grandparents.
0: Oh, you know, again, for those who are not familiar with this, Hal and Jenny have a very, very tangled family tree. Yeah. It's, there are a lot of branches. There's a lot of grafted There's branches, There's a lot of grafted too. branches. That were surgically added on, and then some that were cut removed off. Yeah. And removed, and whatever. So consequently, your children have eight grandparents. Yes. Eight okay.
1: grandparents, five of whom are female so it's a fascinating collection, (laughs) right? And I made a disparaging comment about one uh, in front of them to Jenny, and Jenny, she just gave me that that look, you know. (laughs) That look, that sideways-turned-face look like my dog does. You know how your dog looks at you with that sideways, hmm? Is that really what you want to be saying right now? And it was one of those, okay, that was too much transparency, but that, again... Scream free is about eliminating the extreme reactivity. No, yes. extreme reactions. Is it an extreme reaction to say never friendly, argue in front of your kids? Yes. Yes. Is it an extreme reaction to say total transparency at all times? Yeah. Tell yeah. your
0: kids every problem you have. Good night. No. Yeah. Your no. kids are not your marriage therapist. Yeah. Exactly. You're not your marriage counselor. So
1: I think you know. In, in many ways, our government uh, are the the parental authorities, and we've got three of them.
0: Yeah, you know, the, uh, yeah, the Supreme Court and right. the, uh, the legislature branches. and the, one of the executive
1: gen- office. One of the geniuses the in human history. Checks and balances. Never of, done before. Yeah, it's, it's remarkable. And it's one of the reasons why we have the longest-lasting Constitution in history. Yep. Right? Celebrate that. It's beautiful. They are our parental figures, and there need to be conversations between them that we're not privy to. And we have to—we We should— Allow that we it, should encourage it. It better happen, so that they again can come out and then present that united front that they've worked out and say we actually believe it's better. It's better for everybody, and we can stand. I mean, uh, it, it, what? But
0: this is a, it's a weird dynamic because okay, if we if we say all right, the three branches of government are the
1: parents. Yes,
0: but most kids don't get to elect elect parents. the parents. That is the right? difference. And so, what you really yes. have with with Tea Party. Push mm-hmm. and libertarian push yes. that's come about recently is a, 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 a an insistence that no, we're the parents, right? That but the problem is you can't function with 311 million parents. You can't. It just can't work.
1: That's why we're a representative democracy.
0: So we, ostensibly, we elect somebody whose judgment we trust. Yes and and then we should allow them to make some decisions
1: assuming they know some things we don't know. And a representative that we elect, I believe, is not a puppet. Right. is not there to just do the will
0: of the people, but it's to do what is in the best interests of the people, which oftentimes is exactly, diametrically opposed to the will of the people. In that moment. Because, as we have said before the vast majority of people sacrifice what they want most for what they want now right
1: now and leaders are supposed to lead us towards the best long-term decisions by S- uh, long-term outcomes by making the best short-term decisions but then
0: we blast them for being the nanny state true
1: but here's the thing everybody listening to this right now who is heavily, heavily uh, anchored on one side... One side of the is other. saying, exactly. That's exactly my and That's point, what yeah. the other people need to do. Right? But nobody wants to focus on,
0: on themselves. themselves,
1: which is what we're always calling people to come back to. And it's the easiest thing in the world to point out that what my spouse needs to do differently. Yep. And so this was one of the things that I
0: thought about, because a friend of mine on Facebook, a guy named Jeremy was just uh, writing in and saying, you know, everyone's going to want you guys podcasting to talk about the government, the Mm. shutdown, all this kind of stuff. But what if you talked about something even more controversial than that and talked about submission and honoring authority and all this kind of stuff? Mm. And I I, I thought, you know, what if the two subjects aren't really that much different? Like, What if the shutdown in the government really has to do with a, a, a failure to honor others
1: Oh, it does that, and
0: a failure to submit to authority, well, and and the other piece is, uh, you know, if you look on Facebook right now, everybody is just wagging their finger, going at nuts, both sides, exactly. You know, at, oh, I have no use for these people, and right. let's run them all out of office, and and all of this kind of stuff, and this is exactly what we didn't want, and and I start to wonder, how do we expect our kids to respect? Our authority, our positional authority over mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. when they see us defy positional authority of everybody else, from police officers right. to umpires to uh, school administrators to elected officials right. they 're watching us. And they're learning, because this is what normal is, I guess. True. Everybody who's in a position of authority over you is just out to get you, and so you have to sneak around and do whatever you can get away with. And yeah. then when they misbehave, you yell at them on Facebook in a public forum. <laughs> and right. then shame them. Admit. Exactly. And then we get mad when our kids do that to us.
1: Right. It's called parallel process. It's something we learn in therapy school. <laughs> right? Is that what they call uh, it now, yes. therapy school? Therapy school, You went yes. to the ACU's it, therapy, therapy school. school. Yes. No, it's parallel process. You're always looking for par- parallel processes. And that's one, is we cannot expect our kids to respect authority any better than we do. Mm. You can't. Yeah. I, I would tell this story about, uh, I may have told it before, I don't think here, but uh, my son and daughter were in the car with me this years ago, but when I got a ticket. Oh, uh, yeah? And... They're watching me say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, Mm -hmm. Uh, yes, I was speeding, yes, I I know it was wrong, yes, I understand, yes, sir, okay, I'll appear. And then we're pulling away, and it's all kind of silent. My wife was in the car as well, and it's all kind of awkward, and, and my son just pipes up and says... I know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> I want to be a police officer. Because that makes people say yes sir, exactly. no sir. Exactly, especially my dad. Yeah. you know. So I, I ended up taking them with me to uh, one of them. I think I took my daughter with me to a uh, traffic court to pay it. So Watch. she could see what it... Watch
0: me. What does a grown-up do in that situation? Right. And again, you don't have to roll over. I'm not saying... Because, oh, yeah. because there are abuses of power that need to be confronted. Always. Absolutely. So I'm not saying be, you know, be a doormat or you know and just sort of take it without questioning.
1: I'm saying being a, it's all about being an adult, <laughs> right? be an adult. Right? And yeah. a, a, an adult is not constantly looking for how can I make myself look better by pointing out how poorly this other person is doing their job and preventing me from doing mine. Mm. That's not adult behavior.
0: No, adult behavior says I'm going to do everything that I said I was going to do, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to abide by the social contracts that bind us together. So I'm going to drive on the right side of the road here in America, right. and I'm going to agree that green means go and red means stop, and that when the, so- when the speed limit says 35, it says that for a reason. Right. That's what grown-ups do. Grown-ups a- abide by those kinds of social constructs.
1: And grown-ups never ask people to make other sacrifices to serve their personal service. Right. Or or personal... You
0: you have to sacrifice. You have to get out of the way for me. That's why I will say the people who drive me nuts Mm. are the ones who sneak up on the shoulder, you know, on the side of the highway. We're Uh all stuck in traffic. Yeah. We're all stopped. We're all waiting for the light. And the person comes up. Half like half on and half off the road, they're mm-hmm. driving half in the ditch, right. Coming along the side of it because they're in that much more of a hurry
1: than the rest of them. Never tell you about the uh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen happen in an airport was there, I'm sitting, and and this is this is several years ago when it was worse when when uh kind of going through security was worse.
0: After 9-11 and, yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and but heightened security. Yes.
1: And I'm sitting there and sitting there and sitting. And this guy comes up and he gets in line right behind us. And he's like, oh. <laughs> oh. And he's looking at his watch, right? Okay, and, he's, buddy? and he's fidgeting, you know? <sighs> yes, you know. And he's like, I don't understand it. Why isn't there a line, a separate line, for people who are running late? because everyone would get in that exactly. line you moron. it was the How
0: dumbest about, comment ever now, I, I mean i understand everybody runs late periodically something happens something comes up but this is why this is why you leave early i
1: mean <laughs> this is why should we accommodate for you, your lack for your of planning your choices uh, Accommodating everybody to people's weaknesses should, yeah, exactly. is one of the worst ways to run a society. But it's difficult because do we need to adjust for a variety of people's experiences? Of course we do. But defining how to adjust for that, and this is the entire healthcare debate, yeah. how do we adjust for that without completely accommodating to that?
0: Well, and so what I used to say when I worked with churches and and mm-hmm. organizations like that, I I frequently say because they're, they're always well, what about this? What about that? What about special needs kids? Yes. What about you know? yeah? And so my my standard response is you always allow for exceptions. Mm-hmm. You never allow the exception to become the rule. True. That's that's accommodation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you accommodate the fact that every once in a while somebody's going to be somebody's going to be in labor, in the car and they need to creep along the side of sure. the road to get ahead you of the rest of us. For you that. adjust for yes. that, right? Yes. But you never allow that to just become standard
1: practice or create a separate maternity a pre- lane, a pregnancy lane, lane on the freeway. <laughs> and then be shocked when non-pregnant when, uh, men are, are using that. <laughs> they got a, they, they've got a dummy or something. Yes. They have got their
0: wife in a car, pretend like you're in labor. Exactly. Pretend like you're in labor. Put your feet up on the dashboard.
1: Funny. Yeah, it's yeah. the people that put cardboard cutouts uh, <laughs> in the you hear these stories of people to use, who do stuff like to that. To use the, uh, the, the HOV lane.
0: But yeah. now, this gets to another thing, because I, I mentioned earlier, all these people on Facebook, and they are just spewing their... Venom. Just, yeah. yeah, their contempt for government officials. Right. And this happens frequently. Yes. This happens anytime anything happens sure. in the news. Go on Facebook, and it's just people just spewing, just right. throwing up on there. Um. Anger is a self-reinforcing emotion, mm-hmm. right? It's not like, okay, I feel anger, I'm going to express it, I'm going to shout or I'm going to punch, you know, a pillow or something like that and then now I feel so much better sure. and all my anger is gone. Yeah. Typically what happens is I just I want to punch that again.
1: Sure. Yeah, you we know? talked about that a few uh, podcasts ago, right? Yeah. I yeah. wonder are we addicted to outrage mm. right now? Yes. I mean, I,
0: and I think this is you know social media. You and I have talked about this a lot. That we're kind of on different sides of, of some issues with social media, but we both
1: still use but it. But we still yeah, and
0: and we recognize there are plenty of positive uses for yeah. social media. Sure. One of the negative things, maybe the worst part of it, is just it gives us a forum where we feel empowered to spread our blech.
1: yes. And that's not good for society, is it? Not when it's broadcast. I mean, the deal is, the the invention of mass media was, first, mainly with the printing press. That's what it invented mass media. So your ability to transmit single messages right. cheaply and quickly, relatively, to masses of people. Because
0: before that, everything had to be handwritten and then copied and... Paper was expensive, and
1: ink was expensive, all of that stuff. Printing press is what made the Protestant Reformation possible. Possible, exactly, yes. yeah, yeah. Because you can get different messaging to more people. And so there have been multiple, multiple uh, inventions that have...
0: So the printing press, the telegraph, the telephone, telephone right. uh, television, pictures, radio, radio yes. all of that. All and, of that. Now, and now, of course, social media. the internet, and then social
1: media. Yes. And at and all, what it does is we—I uh, believe what we have done is we have, have loved the convenience of it without fully respecting the power of it.
0: Yeah, we haven't thought through the implications yes. of
1: it. We've thought about how cool it would be if we could do this, and we've never asked, well, whether or not we should. But what it does reveal
0: is what you would do if you could.
1: Yeah, exactly that. And that's the— If I had a megaphone to the world... What would be my message? What would I say? But going back to, I think we talked about this last time about um, uh, uh, Louis C.K.'s thing about uh, why kids shouldn't have smartphones, is because when they bully somebody in person...
0: They see the look on their face, they see the person's expression, and and I say, oh, I don't like the fact that I just caused that. Yes. I'm going to stop it.
1: Right. there's a more immediate uh, response. But when I just do it and then I put my phone away, right, now maybe I'll get comments, maybe, and certainly Facebook provides that, and you can get feedback that way, but... Megaphone to the world is one thing if you're sitting in front of a screen in and your s- living room. Yeah, exactly. It's another thing if you're actually standing in front of millions and millions of people with and a you microphone. see
0: the look on their face when you say something.
1: And that's the way I want to talk to my kids is, is you know how some you get nervous when you're speaking in front of an audience? That's what you're doing when you're entering anything... On, on Twitter, your Facebook status or Instagram, you're something. Yes. Yeah, you you got to make sure that you recognize you are standing in front of your entire school and then saying this, and that should give you some kind of pause. Pause. I I, I think that's a good way to think of it. Before you put anything, is this something you would say in front of an audience of your entire? School, right, or your entire network of people that you are. You know, so Would you
0: say this out loud if you were staring them in the face,
1: putting them all? So all your friends on Facebook, you know, there was that picture that came out—a billion faces of Facebook. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah. Right, a, yeah. it is, you know. Okay, well, just imagine not a billion, but imagine your thousand friends all in front of you. So you're standing in front of them on a stage. Yep. What you're about to put on your progress update or whatever they are, I don't status know what, status update. Status yes. Update. yes. yes.
0: Now your progress update, because yeah, exactly. a lot of this is not progress. <laughs> a lot of this right. is
1: regression. Right. Well, you remember the old. Have you ever? You've heard this before, and it fits so appropriately now that uh, if pro is if con yeah. is the absolute uh, opposite, opposite of pro, pro, what's the opposite of progress? Congress. Congress. Right. The so, or the Mark Twain joke. What Twain? Uh,
0: suppose you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Now suppose you're a member of Congress. Yeah. But I repeat myself. Yes. Yeah
1: that's the Mark uh, Twain quote yep. which is reason enough to re- when people are saying it's so much worse than it ever has been it might be but it's always been bad uh, yeah exactly we've been I making mean, they, jokes about politicians Mark Twain
0: was making jokes about the Romans stuff. were making there's yeah. a reason
1: why they wanted to get an emperor yeah because they got sick of having oh. to deal with each other
0: yep right so this has been this is not a new
1: problem that, but it's, I do I do wonder if we're more entrenched now than we have been again, in recent years I and I still think comes back to so much more transparency because of social media and so what I want is for you to win for our side. And we've turned it into a zero-sum game. Because you can't have both. You know, there's no. no win-win. No.
0: Right. There is no compromise. But at least you could say, like, when Clinton and Gingrich mm-hmm. got together and they finally worked to to a resolution, Yeah, neither side got everything they wanted. Both sides got something they wanted. Right. Which is better than nobody getting anything
1: they want, And that's why I actually hate the term compromise.
0: Yeah. It sounds
1: like a A lose-lose. A lose-lose. A lose-lose for the sake of saving face or getting something done. Right?
0: So would you rather have stalemate like we currently Mm. have or have compromise? Or Mm. are those our only two options?
1: That's the thing. Whenever there's two options, take neither.
0: Okay, so what is the third way?
1: Negotiated settlement. Negotiated settlement. It happens every day, every hour, every minute around the world. Negotiated settlements happen over and over. Hey, I can't meet at 10.
0: Well, can yeah, you but meet I at 10.30? Meet
1: 10, no, I can't. Uh, um, yeah, I could do a 10.30. Okay, oh, let's do that. Done. Wait and a how second. How that worked? What just happened <laughs> there? A is the government
0: listening? Is the NSA settlement. eavesdropping on this? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you wish... <laughs> Well, they are now. Uh, yeah, right. You just, <laughs> just said the word. You said
1: the <laughs> said the buzzword.
0: Yeah. I didn't say eavesdrop. Well, now mm-hmm. I did. Okay, all right. In so
1: NSA is mentioned now. They're on us. <laughs> oh, right. Dear. So we need to. Mo- so everybody just needs to start modeling. As if we're
0: not under enough scrutiny oh. from having done this big uh, contract with the army.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, negotiated settlements. I, I I have taken multiple negotiation classes. I want my kids to learn the art of negotiation and. There are zero-sum negotiations, right? But, uh, but for the most part, I mean, those are exceptions. The only time you really want that is if there is no chance whatsoever of the relationship extending beyond the agreement you're about to make. But if I want an ongoing relationship with this other person... Then I've got to have something where the other person feels good about the deal just as I do. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I want. This is, is what I think.
0: This is one of the things we fail to remember, mm-hmm. is both parties... Democrats and Republicans, yeah. and Libertarians and Independents, right. all all the people who are elected, they really do want what is best for the nation. They have different opinions, of how to get there, different starting points, different philosophies, different definitions of best. Right. But I don't. Th- there are no. I, maybe I'm naive, but I don't think there are any Manchurian candidates.
1: You mean in there? You know. People who have no desire other than to... They're trying to
0: sabotage, you know, and undermine the foundations and underpinnings. Well, that's the question
1: I ask a lot, is, you know, do you really want the other side to simply go away? No. Because... I meet people who do, man. I know a lot of folks (laughs) on both sides who do. This holds you in good tension. Right. We don't like tension.
0: Uh, it's true, yeah. There we, may
1: be no truer statement we say. We don't we like, do tension, like tension, and yet we don't function well without it.
0: It is what keeps you Standing upright is the tension yes.
1: of gravity and, your muscles. and muscle right. it's, exertion. It's the only way we can get strong. It's the only way you can have a great marriage is if there's tension, if both parties feel equal to each other in the amount of pull they have on one another. right?
0: And this is,
1: I think, one of the things
0: that makes launching our teens such a painful process mm. that we resist is because just prior to launch, the tension ratchets up at its to an highest. almost unbearable state.
1: At its highest, yeah.
0: And that's when we want to abort the whole mission. Yeah. But that's when it's most critical for us to maintain our integrity while navigating a very, very tense, tense situation. Time.
1: And if we can learn to appreciate the tension, then it gives you a chance of that argument with your spouse turning into even stronger connection because you you have a chance to actually respect one another's position even more because you want to authentically listen to one another and learn from one another and respect that you know I chose you for a reason. I didn't cho- I didn't choose you to be submissive.
0: Right. Know? I didn't choose you to just be a yes person
1: person to me. Yeah. Now, if you did, well then that's you weren't getting married. You were hiring somebody. <laughs> you were hiring a toady. Yes. <laughs> a toady. <laughs> I haven't heard that term in a while. Hiring a toady.
0: Yeah, it's it's those people who I think res- particularly respectfully disagree yeah. and push back that force us to rethink our position, absolutely.
1: reexamine
0: our presuppositions, absolutely, and allow us to grow, which yeah. is what ultimately... Life is really about, whether we want it to be or not. And you can fight against that, you can resist growth, but that's like sawing against the grain of the universe.
1: But that's where most people are at, though. I mean, yeah. in in their immediate reactions, because our immediate reaction is to get away from the tension,
0: we avoid tension or trying
1: to defeat it. That's yeah, our immediate yeah, yeah. reaction. Well,
0: and that's what we do. We we treat something that's tension, we treat it like it's a problem.
1: Yeah, exactly. And,
0: and you solve problems, and there are some things that are problems that need to be solved. Very much so. More often than not, these things, especially in relationships, are tensions, and if you try
1: to solve tension, you create more problems. True, because whatever you resist persists. It's an old age term. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you resist persists. So, it's like the beach
0: ball analogy yes. we've used before. You push that beach ball under the surface of the water and you try to hold it down, but the, long, the more you hold it down, the more forceful it's going to pop back up over the surface of the water. Which is
1: a perfect explanation of the entire budget crisis. We're just delaying it, delaying it, by, delaying it. Keep putting it, the, the ground, uh, keep putting it under the ground,
0: keep putting it under the under right. the water, under the water, under right. the water. And we haven't
1: passed a budget in several years. Yeah. Right? Because it's the zero sum game and I need to win and my constituents are watching every second, every move that I make every second and so I've got to prove to them that I'm here for them to defeat the other and get their way. And then it becomes about self-preservation.
0: Absolutely. Perpetuating your own tenure. But the, the, when that becomes your focus, then you end up not doing what you wanted to do because I don't think anybody starts that career thinking I'm going to be a career politician who accomplishes nothing and just gets paid. I don't. I. I. I don't want to make that kind of assumption about those about uh, the people who serve.
1: You don't want to live in a world where you think that's really their motives, and so you're choosing not to believe that. Even though I don't it think may that's how naive. they.
0: I don't think that's how they get started.
1: Okay, I agree with that. I think that may be
0: what they become.
1: Yes, I I think it is. But I don't think
0: that's how they got started. Right. You know, just like nobody walks down the aisle...
1: And says, says, I want to cheat on my spouse. And says,
0: "I I cannot wait until... Uh, we have to hire lawyers to yes. talk back and forth because I can't stand to be in the same
1: room with you. Uh, yeah. I can't nobody I
0: can't. brings a baby home from the right. hospital and says, I can't wait to get you home and screw you up. Yeah. You know, I mean nobody does that. Right. I right. Agree. And so nobody runs for political office the first time. Nobody announces their intention to run the first time thinking, I'm gonna get in there and I'm gonna do absolutely nothing right and just get paid and and then run for reelection.
1: They all go in with ideals. They do. They do. What I'm, what I'm afraid of is that the ideals are becoming more and more to win.
0: Yeah. Meaning yeah.
1: in a zero sum game. My my job is to win every negotiation, not make progress. Yeah. Out of every negotiation. I'm going to eliminate tension by solving problems. They walk into a situation where they get this is a this is a used car deal, and I need to get the best of the deal because I'm going to have to go home and report to my family. Yeah. Whether or not I got hosed on this deal. And that's how they entered these conversations, is I got to prevent myself from getting hosed.
0: Now, again, bringing this home.
1: Yes. Literally. We do that with our kids. Yeah. So much.
0: I'm not going
1: to let them get the better of me. So I'm going to save face i'm gonna win every single one of these and we things do it, it, we do it when do with our spouses you know uh, three points ago i realized she was right but i am I never am going giving up to... <laughs> now this has gotten personal it's and right. i am not gonna let her and had sh- she not used that insider information she has That's on right. me to hurt me in that unique way i would have relented he's but won the now. last four of these he's not winning tonight yes. because it's all about winning yeah yeah, and it's it gets in there, but not re- what we have to learn to do. And this is uh, takes a remarkable maturity, is to kind of talk down that part of ourselves and, and and recognize what that part of ourselves is saying. Okay, you want justice, I get it. Yeah. Justice is good. It's to seek out the. You justice want to be to You want to be heard. You want to be validated. Whatever. I hear you. I validate you. If you will just trust me, saying this to my mm-hmm. immature part of me. If you right. will trust me, right, to get through this immediate pain. I promise you, there is greater pleasure awaiting. On the other side on the other of side. this pain. Because choosing in the marriage, for instance, I can choose to not pursue being validated as factually right mm-hmm. in the name of being relationally right.
0: And it's hard for some people to understand that those two don't always go together.
1: Right. Oh, actually, if you pursuing being factually right and getting your spouse to validate you is absolutely you're right. Absolutely, you win this one. I mean, I remember the first time my wife did that to me, and she said, "You know what? You win, right?" And then turned around and walked away. I thought that didn't feel like a very good victory. But in
0: order for her to really yeah. sort of twist that mm-hmm. knife that she had just stabbed you with, sure, she had to leave. Yeah. Like you, not not leave forever. No, but, you know, but she but walked away. When you walk away and say you win, yeah. You've laid down the gauntlet. like you. You've just you've set down the your end of the tug of rope, yes, the you know, right? And and you
1: don't pick it back up, right? And and uh, fine, you win, you win. No, I said you were right, but not, when, but wait, I guess what happened? I went, but wait, when no, I said you're right. Not five minutes later, coming back and saying, you know, another thing. Yeah. N- <sighs> no, it was totally done. And then what happened was, I was then thinking about my position and my behavior, and you know what I. I told her this, if I remember it correctly. That, you know what, I, I think I still hold on to some of my opinions that I was expressing. But obviously, what I was doing in order to get you to change your mind, that was ugly. It was ugly. And, and, and instead, of, instead of trying to reach a negotiated settlement... Uh, that respects both of our opinions. I was trying to defeat yours. And then still expecting you to love me and embrace me and feel attracted to me and want to be with me. And those don't go together.
0: I, uh, you know, I, I do a lot of work with churches. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of anxiety in the realm of Christendom these days yeah. because their perception, their perception, public approval rating, as it were, is so low. Yeah. And I tell people it's because of that. Yeah. That thing that you just said. And what I tell them is you can't accomplish God's mission by using ungodly
1: methods. Mm -hmm. I'm going to shame you. I'm going to dominate you I'm going to shame you into a relationship with a God who won't shame you. Right. Yeah. That doesn't work. Nice move.
0: So that, that's why I always point people to uh, the way Jesus is portrayed in the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look anything like, you know, people who were attracted to him are repelled by churches. Yes. Today. True. Because we don't look like, our methods don't look like his methods.
1: And. Here's the reason why we can't expect too much progress in politics, is because what happened to him (laughs) is the same thing that happened to Gandhi, is the same thing that happened to Martin Luther King, and same thing that happened to Malcolm X.
0: You know what? All of those men Mm
1: -hmm. saw themselves as servants. Yes. Same thing that happened to the the recent woman. Oh gosh, gosh, the the Pakistani woman who yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I got I mean, her book yeah. on my shelf. Uh, brilliant. Whenever they came with a message of peace mm-hmm. and and not not uh, peace as in laying down and letting other people you know no, no, no. It, it is a it is a peace built on truth. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it is a peace that is married to truth. They it, are. You, know, always, you cannot unlink yes, them.
1: Yes, they are always killed by their own people. Yeah. The only one I can think of that has not happened to so far is Nelson Mandel.
0: And he, instead, he spent 25 years. True. Locked in prison. He, he,
1: I will say he partly deserved that, but <laughs> because of some of the terrorist some of the things, things some did, of the ways yeah. that he was doing that. But,
0: but again, these people who run for office, what do we call them? Public.
1: Servants. Servants. Right. I'm going to go into public service. Right. Right.
0: And if we could get... Even in our marriages Mm -hmm. and in our parenting relationships, if we could get back to seeing ourselves as servants rather than as masters, demanding people submit to us, demanding people respect my positional authority, if I instead begin leveraging my positional authority for service Mm. and see myself as a servant to... Not a slave to, not a you know. Yeah, that kind that's of thing. the difficulty. But is people...
1: can I serve my spouse? Right. Without and here's the thing: without needing her to serve me in return. Exactly. Without doing well, and it in order to get her. to I, her I think serve it's Richard
0: me. Foster who says that the true uh, measure of how much you have absorbed this idea of being a servant is how you respond when people treat you like one. Mm. That's the true measure of whether or not you truly are a servant. Interesting. When somebody treats me like a servant, do I get all bent out of shape? How dare you! How dare you treat me like that? Well, if I if I view myself as I'm here to serve, you know, when I was when I led an organization when I when I was a senior pastor of a church, Uh that's what I told my staff. My primary job here is to help you succeed. Right. So anytime you need anything, and I mean legitimate need, not a want, not a but, do you have the tools you need to do your job? if not then i'm failing you. Yeah. And if i could begin to i think we can tip the scales on this whole authority and you know all of that if we just began to view ourselves as servants of our spouses, of our children, of the greater good of right. humanity. And and again to remember that doesn't always mean doing what the other person wants.
1: Right. But no. But doing not at all. what i think is in their best interest. True and that's that's the whole thing behind public service uh, but we have to show incredible amounts of respect to the other people who've been elected into that pro, uh, mm-hmm. service it's the same thing you know uh, i want to show respect for back to parenting i want to mm-hmm. show respect for the position that my wife has as the mother mm-hmm. by not telling her how i think she needs to mother that's big Right. Yeah, I respect that my kids do not belong exclusively to me, that you and I created them together, and that you do have wisdom... And it's not my job, even though I've got a New York Times bestseller that says I'm right, it's not my job to tell you... How many
0: times have you played that card? Well, every
1: time I do, she says, fine, you can sleep with that book tonight. (laughs) So I want to show to my kids, but mainly to my wife, that I respect that your position is equal to mine. It is equal to mine. And so because it's equal to mine, then I want to know. And I want to know if you disagree. But isn't
0: this... You know, I think this is one of the the even though it drives me crazy, even though it's (laughs) maddening. Yeah, right. If you would just see it my way, listen to me, but respecting the fact that there is wisdom in the other person, respecting that you know they're not, and and refusing to impute like, you know, nefarious motives, yes. yeah. you know, you're here to destroy me and my work and everything that I've worked to accomplish, you know, if if we could give one another the benefit of the doubt.
1: And believe the best intentions on the other person. That's a big part of it, I think. I, think how, this, I mean, what would that? What would that different? How would that be different if that's how every speech Harry Reid made or every speech John Boehner made was? You know what? And I absolutely believe that their intentions are mm-hmm. this. I think they are mistaken in this, and that's and that's the essence of our disagreement. Right. If they just started with that tone, it, it, well, and I even I was thinking about this
0: during the last election cycle when we were watching presidential debates. Yes. Will someone please state? like the fundamental difference between the the political science of a Democrat versus yes. the political science of a Republican, then we could do away with two-thirds of the rhetoric True. in the middle. If True. we could just say the Democrats' fundamental political science that motivates everything that they do is this. They right. believe this about government, and the Republicans believe this about government, and that's going to govern everything— All of their agendas.
1: Without attaching the personal vitriol. And that's why they're wrong. Yeah.
0: The the Democrats mistakenly or the Republicans foolishly or whatever, you know, just to to say these are the presuppositions that they're starting from. Right. These are the starting points. And so this is how it plays itself out.
1: Even, and here's the typical part, uh, because again, I'm taking it back to a marriage situation. Even if you really have doubts about that person's intentions. The choice
0: is yours. To fill the gap with either trust or with suspicion.
1: Yes. And you have that choice. And it comes out in your tone. Your tone is the message. And it is louder than any words you ever say. Your tone comes across. And when guys in government, their tone is oh. the other person's fault... Right. If this is not us, this is not us. If we would say, no, this represents a failure on all of us. And I am going back, you know, to have more conversations because I don't want this for anybody. And by the way, because there's lots of people who aren't going to get paid in this, I'm not getting paid. I'm not taking one dime. The only person I've seen to do that was the uh, attorney general. He yeah. came out and said, yes, yeah. I'm not getting paid if nobody else is. Well, why don't all the government officials? You know what? My son came to me and he said, didn't they take like a five-week vacation where they could have been working on this just a, a little while ago? <laughs> <laughs> that was his... Ah, the
0: wisdom of 14-year-olds. <laughs> yes,
1: they did. They did. But the tone is always the message. And so if, if we have one leave away, obviously, there's nothing we can do about the government shutdown right now. You can gripe and gripe and gripe and gripe, but... It's not going to fix it. If you want to learn from it, then think about the conversation you're going to have with your spouse tonight. And realize my tone is my message.
0: And think about the way you're gonna talk about this situation in front of your kids. Yes. And how that's gonna impact their ability mm. to respect the people who are in positions of authority over them.
1: Absolutely. Or if nothing else, at least respect the positions. Yeah. Of at least respect the office, even if you don't respect the person. And so I'm gonna respect the office of my child's mother. Yeah. I'm going to respect that office. You know, I'm going to res- uh, even uh, and here's another thing. How about you respect the office of the fact this is your child even when your child is acting like an idiot. <laughs> right? <laughs> Instead of talking down to the idiot your child is capable of being right now and yelling what? at them and yes. shaming them and all that and this is uh, 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 why don't I speak to them at the level at which I really believe they can be at and assume the best. Kids have
0: a willingness to reach up very they want to, to, to grab excel. things they it, do, more yeah. so than to stoop down to pick something up. And kids that's a good way kids want to it, yeah. reach higher. That's a good way to put and it. And so if we can speak to them the way we want them to be. Yeah. They will they have a tendency to reach up more quickly than they will stoop down.
1: And and then that means I'm speaking to you when you get a bad grade. Oh, I get— am I guess that hurts, I guess, because uh, you, you, you tried really, really hard, and, and you couldn't do it. As opposed to, well, I knew that was going to happen. If you had applied yourself, this is why you, to, cause cause you slack round. off so much. Right, and so now you're asking to rise above the thoughts that they know they have about you. Yeah. As opposed to rise up to the thoughts they have, they, that they think you have about them. You have the
0: ability to do this. Yeah. We need to figure out whether or not you have the tools available right to accomplish all of this. And if you don't, then at some
1: level I've failed you. Yeah. Yeah. And then what are my responsibilities to you? But also just think, oh man, that stinks. I know that that probably hurts. As, or how did
0: we get this grade? <laughs> That's other you know, yeah, I, yeah. you jump right into it with them as opposed mm. to standing shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, it's funny you say shoulder to shoulder. Uh, my daughter turned fourteen over the weekend. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, uh, she and I went, uh, we usually I take my kids on their birthday, I take them to breakfast, but this year mm-hmm. for whatever reason we weren't able to do that. So, we went to dinner instead. Mm-hmm. And we went to this place called Farm Burger. Don't know Isn't Farm there? Burger. Farm yeah. Burger is fantastic. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, farm to the table kind of stuff, so oh, cool. it's very local and and great. It a really really fine burger. And but w- where we had to sit because it was rather crowded, we had to sit at a uh, a bar that was facing the outside mm-hmm. like a, you know a, a tall tabletop and we weren't able to sit across the table from one another yeah. so we literally sat shoulder, shoulder, to shoulder to shoulder looking at people outside And the
1: conversation... So much better, I bet. ...was remarkably better. That's awesome.
0: We were able to talk about all sorts of things, about questions that she has, about belief systems, and what do you say to somebody who's this religion as opposed to that religion, and Dad, have you ever had a gay friend? And I mean, we got to talk about all sorts of things that I think we would have avoided if we'd been staring each other in the the face.
1: face. It's awesome. Yeah, now, and that's why we love that metaphor, shoulder to shoulder, because it actually is more powerful than a metaphor. It's a literal it's thing. A, it
0: really was a literal yeah. thing. And I thought it, like, it was in the back of my head as it was occurring. I was like, this is the thing that we talk mm. about all the time, and it's happening right now.
1: So what would it look like for Democrats and Republicans to stand shoulder to shoulder and look at this problem mm. as not the fault of the other, but it's the fault of our lack of working relationship?
0: And then we recognize, I need the other person yeah. to hold me in tension, tension, to to be a check to my power. That's the way checks and balances are designed to work.
1: And then how can I apply that to me and my spouse? That the tension that we feel is actually the very vehicle that we need to have a stronger connection between of us between the two of us and make better decisions for the best of our family. That the tension is uncomfortable, and that's good. Tension is uncomfortable,
0: but that's good. That's the walk away from this week's episode of You Must Chill. Thanks for listening, everybody. My name is John Allen Turner, and he's Hal Edward Runkle. We'll talk to you more next week. See ya.